Now, Ray, a very sad day for the entire racing community during the week with mm. the passing of Dean Lester, a good friend of yours and a good friend of everyone in the racing game, just 54 years old. Yeah, speaking of champions, that's probably sums up Dean Lester and look, just everyone knows he's been having his um, struggles with, with health of late and he did a, an interview most recently on Queensland Radio uh, only about a week and a half ago, Dino, where he said the doctors had given him three to four years but look, unfortunately the cancer was right through his body and and uh, a really great racing media personality was lost during the week and there has been so much written and said about him and one of my colleagues and I think you know him as well Brendan Cormick terrific journal he's sort of semi-retired now he took to social media and I think he summed up what everyone was trying to say about Dean Lester um, Brendan Cormick said Dino has that all too rare ability to see through the hyperbole and defer to common sense hashtag brilliant communicator that sums up Dean Lester here's our tribute to one of the giants of racing media my first job, popping horses at Cranbourne, uh, the clocker at the time, Graham Schofield fell ill and I got the, the gig and it was good because I'd, they go, I'd used to go up the track a lot, uh, clocking mum's horses, but I'd, I'd just watch a bit of track work and I knew, you know, I knew all the markers, I knew everything. And back in those days, Cranbourne was a, basically a sand track and occasionally we got the grass. Now they've got uh, four grass tracks and ten tracks in total. I'd be, uh, I don't know how to go clocking all those different tracks, Steve, but uh, yeah, they were, they were tremendous times because they built great relationships with trainers. And then when I went down the path of jockey managing, it made it very easy. You know, I knew a lot of them socially anyway, but uh, the ones that I didn't, it made it very easy to get on that path of you know, approaching them about jockey managing. If you look at these horses that win this race, they back up on the Tuesday and they run well, but the ones that run exceptionally well always have the big weight drop and he drops eight kilos so that's going to help tomorrow and Declan Bates' first ride in the Melbourne Cup from an outside draw that's going to be the challenge for him but uh, yeah I, I liked his win and uh, whenever we've seen Andreas Foller bring horses to Melbourne he, he's never far off the mark. I'm very lucky uh, to be in the racing industry most of us are working at something that would be a hobby if we weren't working as a job. To be fair you go through his last 50 or 60 rides most of them are at 50 or 100 to 1 so uh, he's not getting uh, many opportunities in that regard. He rode a great race because the the horse the week before, he came out moderately out of the gates and they, they were obviously disappointed where he positioned up. So they put the blinkers on. It was a brave move, blinkers first time. And about the 1,400, I thought it had backfired because he over-raced, but Lockie kept holding him in and, and then uh, he just presented at the right time and uh, and he outstayed them. I was born with a condition called spina bifida and uh, it's, it's affected me through my life in various different ways. Um, you know, I had uh, in 2004 uh, ki uh, kidney failure and I, I do uh, dialysis three to four times a week. So uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, just been another chapter in the book, Steve, but uh, it's been a fairly significant chapter because it uh, brings up eight weeks today since I've, uh, I entered hospital. They ran home in good sectionals, those horses, which you shouldn't be able to do at the end of 2,500, and that shows how slowly they went. It was going out of the straight I thought it was going to be a fast derby because Kenzan with the blinkers fired up but uh, Daniel Moore got him under control pretty quickly and then they went back to a, a very pedestrian tempo watch for Tiger Moth he's, for a European horse he's very quick out of the gates and he runs to get like for a 
good furlong he'll run and then he really relaxes but he could run he could roll up i'm hoping kieran just sits out has a good look sees where what the, what the speed is what the options are and then takes his chances with his lightweight but i'm thinking the inside group won't lead but prince of aaron anthony van dyke will hold their spot i've just put so much pressure on myself to do the best i can uh, because people have been listening and uh and you know i had a lean shot just around the new year that winners but nothing special and then there was a Geelong meeting on the Wednesday and uh, honestly I'd had a pretty rough night and I was really really worried about you know tipping and I thought oh, I'll go on radio and I think I'll, you know, I've got a handle on the meeting and I think we'll go okay and I think five of the eight won and best bet one, next best bet one, best roughy one and you sort of then you realise why you do it you, you know you get that of getting uh, getting winners for people so it's not easy but you've got to just try and ride the bumps and and uh, the bad days i think she's got a chance but i, I would have loved her on a softer ground i know she won the turnbull on the dry track but look how far how close those horses got to her on a dry track in the turnbull and look how far she beat them in the caulfield cup so the soft ground suits her a lot better than the dry ground that she'll get tomorrow there are some days steve i'd like to at eight o'clock on a saturday morning on melbourne radio talk about the weather or anything else because there's nothing I really like on the program but we've still got to put four tips in every race and uh, and I hope we get somewhere near the mark. Probably the biggest catalyst for all of this is Troy Corstens. He trained for Dennis Pagan and Dennis Pagan, if you want to know why he was so emotional, yes he owned and trained a derby winner but it's the race he's always wanted to win. He's had probably three or four 200 to 1 chances running the derby because he wanted derby runners that's what he'd tell his trainers and uh, Troy Corson's went and bought this horse for him in New Zealand and uh, he was the, the catalyst for it all coming together like nearly over the last four years I've been just on a year's earnings so it's been tricky and now with no earnings, you know, no earnings at all in the foreseeable future um, yeah it was uh, my colleague and one of my great mates Mark Hunter who put this idea to me and he said don't be too proud to do this and I said I said I'm just tired Mark I, I need help so yeah let's give it a go and uh, we've been totally overwhelmed by the uh, response so uh, between uh, Mark and another mate Hamish McLaughlin and then uh, and looking after it through Andrew Bensley it's been uh, a great team effort by my mate. So goodbye my friend No, I'll never see you again But the time together through all the years Will take away these tears It's okay now